the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thursday, man, we're zooming towards the uh, weekend, as you just heard them uh, tell you. A little bit of rain today, more rain uh, tomorrow, then it all clears out tomorrow night, and we've got a great weekend uh, for Razorback football on Saturday uh, as they look at uh, temperatures, highs in the low 70s, which means there'll be a few degrees cooler up in uh, Vietnam, so... Uh, that that's good football weather for the Razorbacks and uh, the Auburn uh, game that's coming up on Saturday morning. Eleven o'clock is the kickoff for that. I'd be glad when we get off of the eleven o'clock side of uh, football in the SEC. To be honest with you, they keep uh, putting us in the early game, and I know that the players don't like that either. So. You know, you get up early in the morning and you got to get ready to play a game. And that's not the easiest thing to do. It's a lot better if the game usually is at 1 or 2. It's even better if you get to play in the evening unless it's a West Coast game and you got to play at some ungodly hour uh, back home because of the, you know, the time differences. And you got an, you know, 8 o'clock uh, kickoff on the West Coast and. Uh, that would be 10 o'clock here. So uh, by the time you get to the second half, you're into the wee hours of the morning. Well, good morning to you. Uh, glad that you joined us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, Katie Couric's new book that's out, Dealing with, uh, you know, Going There is the name of the book, Dealing with All the Things That She Did and and Reporting on All the History She Saw. It's kind of interesting in the story that came out and that the news media has picked up on uh, here the last two days and not just, you know, like Fox and, and Friends and people like that. I'm talking CBS, ABC, NBC. Everybody has. This is one of those stories that even the left can't, uh, you know, ignore. And uh, it, it goes into uh, Katie Couric supposedly – she says, now this is, these are all her stories uh, that she protected, uh, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she was support justice from being too notorious. You know, she was known as the notorious RBG. In the uh, new book, uh, Going There, Couric admitted that she edited comments from the now deceased Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg for her 2016 interview with Yahoo News. 
And she did that to protect her from severe public backlash that Kirk thought that she would get. God knows that, uh, you know, you got to protect her from, uh, you know, the truth of the of the matter. I don't I don't understand that, but that's what she did. That's not the job of a reporter. Uh, what was the justice's crime? Well, she criticized uh, Kaepernick and the National Anthem Kneelers. Thought that they were doing something that was dumb. Though the original interview quoted Ginsburg calling the anthem protest dumb and disrespectful, Couric omitted parts she deemed more problematic, such as when Ginsburg reportedly said that the protesters were showing contempt for a government that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life. Well, she was only saying at that time what a lot of people were thinking. She wasn't senile or in the middle of dementia or something to say that. We talked about that here on the the show. We talked about how a football player that made tons of money, how they could be saying they had been victimized. Ginsburg added, quote, those things that they had been able to, to achieve, not just the players themselves that were kneeling, but their parents and grandparents, quote, which they probably could not have lived in the places they came from, And as they became older, they realized that this was youthful folly, and that's why education is important. The 64-year Couric admitted in her memoir that she believed that the then 83-year-old was just too elderly and probably didn't fully understand the question. Now, here's my question. If that is the case, why would you have aired any of that interview? I mean, that's the question. So what Kirk is saying, as long as Ginsburg was answering the questions the way that the left wanted the narrative to go, then they would air her answers. But if they weren't progressive enough, they were not going to air her answers. Kirk further described her struggle with putting her journalistic integrity over personal politics, saying she, quote, faced a uh, conundrum when it came to celebrated feminist justice, believing that her comments were unworthy of a crusader for equality. See, she stopped being a reporter. She said that she put her journalistic integrity over personal power. No, she didn't. She didn't at all. She took out the parts that she thought were, quote, unworthy of a crusader for equality. Shortly after the interview, Kirk said she received a call from the head of public affairs for the Supreme Court asking her remarks about the anthem protesters be removed from the story, claiming that she misspoke. Look, she understood the question, and she didn't mistake and misspoke anything. She uh, offered her direct opinion. 
David Weston, former head of ABC News, advised Couric to keep Ginsburg's comments in the report, while New York Times journalist David Brooks told Couric that Ginsburg likely did not understand the question. Couric ultimately compromised and included a censored version of the justice's comments. This goes to show that this has been going on a long time, folks. They change the narrative whenever they want to. Kind of an interesting story uh, to have out there. It should make everybody think twice about, you know, if uh, if Kirk was really uh, truthful in most of her reporting or if her politics got in front of her reporting. And look, I don't care if she wants to share her politics as long as she does it in the right venue. I left being, quote, a newsman when I was in Indianapolis when they asked if I wanted to do a talk show in the evenings uh, in uh, in Indianapolis because up until that point, most of uh, my work in radio, other than when I was doing rock and roll radio, was in news radio. You know, I worked with WMAQ in Chicago and some others and and covered a lot of big stories. Uh, did that down in Dallas as well. But I got to uh, I got to hired by the station in Indianapolis. They wanted me to be the state house reporter, which I was for about a year and a half. Then they came to me and they said, "Dave, you got really you got really good hands on what's going on in Indiana." Uh, we like you, and uh, we'd like you to do a talk show where you offer your opinion on it. And I, I took it. I jumped at it. I wanted to make my move over to talk, and and did so. And uh, at that point, you know, I would play snippets of interviews that I had done and things of that nature. Sometimes I'd play fifteen minute interviews, and. Uh, and then would talk about them. And then I would offer my commentary on them. And that's what they wanted from me. At that point, I stepped out of being a news reporter and became a talk show host. I'm a talk show host right now. I'm making, I'm making my, uh, my opinions known uh, on, on Katie, this Katie Couric story. All right, now I give you some, let me give you some facts. Uh, these are from the folks over at the Republican Study Committee. They released a, a report that I want to share with you that I think that you should know about. And it's called 42 Reconciliation Policies to Wreck America. And uh, this is from the chairman of the, uh, you know, the Republican, uh, you know, group here, uh, Jim Banks of Indiana. Uh, from the RSC in the Republican Study Committee, and he, uh, they say, uh, we as congressional Republicans, this is the biggest Republican conservative group in Washington, D.C. We as congressional Republicans have an urgent duty to tell the truth about what's really in the Democrats' $3.5 trillion big government socialist takeover and warn the American people about what's coming. The bill is a disaster. 
and should be polling at 20%, and we all know it. So uh, how can we explain the 52 approval it's garnered in the polls? Well, the chief reason, they say, is that it keeps polling uh, favorably is because Republicans haven't done a good job of letting the American people know what's in it. It goes on to say, here's what happens to public opinion when the public learns what's in these Democrat bills. In March, before Democrats' $1.9 trillion package passed, 70% of Americans said they favored it. Polled again in August, five months after the bill was enacted, only 35% of Americans were behind it uh, because they found out what was in it. So here's what we got. So Banks says, I directed our staff to pour over the bill's pages and produce for you a summary of the worst parts of the bill. Take a read and share these points on social media, newsletters, opinion editorials, and whatever other format you use to get your message out. So I'm going to share them with you. But before I can share them with you, I got to take a break. I got to make some money. That's just necessary. Uh, Are you concerned uh, about out-of-control government spending? How about soaring inflation? It's up uh, food prices and everything's up 5.6% this year, over 10% year to year. Political unrest and a rapid decline of the U.S. dollar. If that's the case, then uh, you should be investing in silver and gold to protect your nest eggs. Uh, Don't let 1970s-style inflation destroy your retirement. Learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, like your IRA, your 401k, and hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315. David Lucas Financial works with one of the only registered and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment, uh, the investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial who is an Arkansas registered investment advisor. All right, these different points from the uh, Democrats' uh, infrastructure bill when we come back. All right, so let's get back uh, to this um, paper I was sent from uh, Congressman Banks. And I want to share this stuff with you that the Republicans want you to know about this whole reconciliation uh, infrastructure bill that the uh, Democrats are trying to bring forth and they give you the bad news. It perpetuates labor shortages. Uh, It continues welfare benefits without work requirements for able-bodied adults without dependents at a time when there are 10.1 million job openings more openings than there are people looking for work. And uh, when you hear that and then you add in the story from uh, U.S. News, 
about 3% of workers quitting their job in August. Uh, you can see the problems that are going on. And when you see these uh, problems we have getting uh, the materials that are at these ports out to our stores and factories here in the United States, and you learn that one of the main reasons that they're having problems uh, doing that, one of them is because people won't work. People won't take the jobs. And these jobs don't pay little. They pay pretty good, 22 to $25 an hour. It commissions a climate police. Democrats stuffed $8 billion into the bill to commission a cabal of federally funded climate police called the Civilian Climate Corps who will conduct progressive activism on taxpayers' dime. And by the way, that's on pages, uh, page 8. That's where you can find that, page 8, and then again on page 21. It pushes a Green New Deal in our public schools. Funding for school construction to be used largely on enrollment diversity and Green New Deal agenda items. That's in page 55. Now, enrollment diversity, it seems to me that if you build a school, then the people that are around that school are going to attend that school. So the diversity of the school is going to be determined by where it's being built. And hopefully they're building those schools where the students need a school. And hopefully they're not talking about going back to the old adage of let's bust students again. It didn't work when it was done, you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and it won't work today. It pushes green new deals on our universities. Democrats included a $10 billion, $10 billion environmental justice, higher education slush fund so they can indoctrinate college students and advance Green New Deal policies. That's on page 1935, if uh, you want to go to that page and read it, because you can get this bill on online. It forces faith-based child care providers out. The bill blocks the ability of many faith-based providers from participating in the child care system and will lead to many of their closures. Now, how is that infrastructure, I ask you? I don't know that being infrastructure. And, of course, was, I was talking yesterday that when you use words and the other side is using the same word that you are using, you have to be sure that they're coming from the same dictionary that you are coming from. In other words... What they mean by when they say infrastructure on the left, I can tell you right now is not what we consider the definition of infrastructure on the right. It includes new incentives for illegal immigration. The illegal immigrants will be eligible to take advantage of the Democrats' new free college entitlements. That's on page 92 as well as be eligible for additional student aid in page 147 and the enhanced child tax credit, page 1946. And we wonder why people flock here and then maybe they don't work 
Well, the reason being is very simple. Federal government is going to let them have all these programs. That's basically free money. It includes the legislative hull for Biden's vaccine mandate and increases OSHA penalties on businesses that fail to implement the mandate up to $700,000 per per violation and includes $2.6 billion in funding for the Department of Labor to increase enforcement of these penalties. Want to read about that? Go to page 168. It gives unions near total control. The bill includes insane prohibitions that would uh, bind employers' hands in union disputes and dangerously tilt the balance of power, subjecting employers to penalties that exempt union bosses and officials. Among other things, the bill would prevent employers from permanently replacing striking workers. It coerces businesses to meet union boss demands by increasing Fair Labor Standards Act penalties by an astronomical 900%. All right, we'll get back to to this when we get back uh, from the news. That's coming up right now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. We've been going over uh, what the Republican Study Committee came out with dealing with the Democrats' uh, infrastructure bill, their social infrastructure bill uh, that uh, they want to get through on reconciliation and haven't been able to do so. As you heard in the news at the bottom of the hour, they're still negotiating uh, amongst themselves about what they can do and what they what they can't do. So let's run through some more of these because a lot of you have no idea what's in this piece of legislation. Pushes Democrats' wasteful and confusing school lunch agenda, $643 million for other other things, procuring culturally appropriate foods. Um, That's in page 333. It further, furthers radical abortion agenda. We've known that. That that kind of snuck out real fa- fast on, on this because of Manchin, because he said he wouldn't vote for it if uh, they did not include the Hyde Amendment, and uh, it doesn't, and uh, would mandate taxpayers pay for abortions. That's page 198 and page 336. Drives up costs on Americans' utility bills. Issues a punitive methane tax on page 367 and includes a tax on natural gas up to $1,500 per ton that could cost the American economy up to $9.1 billion and cost 90,000 Americans their jobs. Take a look at page 368 and 367. Includes dangerous and deadly green energy mandates. Effectively forces Americans to get 40% of their energy from the wind, the sun, and other unreliable forms of energy within eight years. Reliance on these energy sources has proven deadly at times. Just read up on what happened in Texas over this last winter. Includes kickbacks for the left's green energy special interest network. $5 billion 
That's not with an M. That's with a B. You heard me right. $5 billion for environmental and climate justice block grants. That's pages 377. You can also find in there another $100 billion in green energy special interest subsidies, loans, and other carve-outs. Gives wealthy Americans tax credits. Thought they said that they thought everybody should pay their fair share. Uh, not so much so. $222 billion in green energy tax credits. You get those no matter how rich you are. Uh, and they'll be given to those who can afford expensive electric vehicles and other green innovative products. That's on page 1832. It furthers the Democrats' social justice agenda. Includes equity equity initiatives throughout the bill, and in one instance, Democrats inserted equity language into a title which should have been focusing on the maintenance of the United States cybersecurity efforts. Check that out on page eight ninety seven. Grants amnesty for millions of illegal immigrants. Remember, you got to know what the person's talking about when they use the word. Immigration would never be in an infrastructure bill if you were just talking about infrastructure, you know, roads and bridges and sewers and things of that nature. But when You take infrastructure and give it a much broader definition under your lexicon, under your dictionary. You get this. House Democrats have included in their reconciliation bill a plan to grant amnesty to around 8 million illegal immigrants at a cost of around $100 billion over 10 years that would largely be spent on welfare and other entitlements. Page 901. Trillions more would be spent long-term on their Social Security and Medicare. It opens our borders even wider. The bill would waive many grounds for immigration inadmissibility, including infection, ah, or lack of vaccination status during a pandemic. Think about that. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be hundreds, thousands of people losing their jobs because they won't take the jab over the next few weeks. But, yeah, you look at this and Democrats saying, hey, if you're an immigrant, we won't require you to be vaccinated. And even if you have an infection, we'll let you into our country. Failure to attend removal proceedings in previous immigration cases and the previous renunciation of American citizenship. DHS may also waive previous convictions for human trafficking, narcotics violations, and illegal voting, as on page 903. It increases our visa limit. At least 236,000 family preference visas would be administered each year. Grants fast-tracked green cards for those seeking middle-class careers in America. Includes pork for Nancy Pelosi. Oh, you didn't think she'd come out of it without getting something, did you? $220 million is earmarked 
for the Presidio Trust in Speaker Pelosi's congressional district. Increases energy dependence on OPEC, Russia, and China. By the way, did you hear President uh, uh, Biden called in some of the big boys from American Oil and said, hey, can you start pumping a little bit more oil, please? We need it. Bring down bring down gas prices. Uh, the bill prohibits several mineral and energy withdrawals. That's on page 979. It overturns provisions included in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that authorized energy production in the Arctic that will result in 130,000 Americans losing their jobs and $440 billion in lost federal revenue. That's on page 983. I mean, just keep on going on. Exacerbates the chip shortage. This bill would mandate the conversion of the entire federal vehicle fleet from internal combustion engines to electric engines at a time when there is a global microchip shortage and crippled supply chains. That's on page 1043. And then there's other things in it about how they deal with uh, China. Concepts from the insanely weak Endless Frontier Act included $11 billion in research funding that will likely result in American intellectual property going to China. And by the way, the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff uh, gave Milley a no-buy recommendation to give to the Biden administration about buying drones built by China. A company that under President Trump had been blacklisted now is asking to sell drones to our government and the Biden administration goes, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. And on top of that, guess who else is buying those drones? The FBI. Yeah, the FBI is buying them. Democrats' uh, feckless China bill uh, included a lot of other other things in it. Then it gets back to, you know, they don't let up on green energy. Uh, $264 million to the EPA to conduct research with left-wing environmental justice groups on how to transition away from fossil fuels. Fixes racist roads and bridges. I never knew a bridge could be racist, but evidently Democrats think it can. Adds a nearly $4 billion slush fund that would help left-wing grassroots organizations that, among other things, want to tear down and rebuild or otherwise alter infrastructure deemed racist. Punishes red states for failing to adapt Green New Deal provisions. Mandates consequences for conservative states, read that Arkansas, Uh, that don't meet the radical left's green climate standards, while at the same time adding nearly $4 billion for community climate incentive grants for cooperating states. Includes new massive bankrupting entitlement plans. The uh, new paid leave entitlement would mandate workers get 12 weeks of paid leave and would cost $500 billion over 10 years, according to the CBO. That is on page 1245. It applies those making up to half uh, a million dollars a year 
page uh, 1254. Advances a totalitarian and paternalistic view of the federal government. Includes grants for organizations to treat individuals suffering from loneliness and social isolation. And I think that almost all of our teenagers could probably have that with as much time as they spend on their, you know, playstations and whatnot. Further detaches individuals from employment and more reliant on government handouts. The bill spends $835 billion on welfare through manipulating the tax code. Uh, And, uh, you know, you can find out all about that by going to page 943. All right. I'll read a few more of them before we uh, get done this hour. But I think that you can see there's a lot of wasted revenue in this bill. It's about, uh, what we got, about 14 minutes till 7 right now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They are ready to take care of your roof if you need it done. If you got leaks, for sure, give them a call at 707-3551. They'll come out, find the leaks. I mean, they are your roof leak detectives. They'll find them, and they'll fix them, and you won't have them anymore. And if they find out that the leak has caused a whole lot of problems, they can fix that as well. And if they find out you got a lot of leaks, then they'll tell you you need a new roof, and they can do that as well also. Again, all you got to do is call them. It's 707-3554 to 51. They'll set somebody up, come out to your house, walk your roof, find out exactly what the problems are. Uh, They'll get in touch with you. Then they'll get in touch with your uh, insurance company, and they'll work it out for you. That's uh, PI Roofing. You can also visit them online. Just go to piroofing.com. And that's exactly why I'm spending this hour giving you all these points from the uh, Democrats' Reconciliation Social Infrastructure Act because they're not telling you what's in their bill. So I'm going to tell you what's in their bill. And uh, it's going to cost you a lot of money. That's what it's going to do. It's going to cost a lot of new taxes, which in turn will cost prices to, to rise and is going to cost you more money. It, uh, it all will fall on the middle and the lower class. It's going to... F- I mean, gas prices are falling on middle and lower class right now. You know, they're double what they were a year ago. I'm sure you've noticed it just like I've noticed it. When I go and fill up for gas, typically last year, it was running me around 22 to $24 to fill up. It's, it's over $40 to fill up now if I let my tank get down to that, you know, 15-gallon mark that I, I've got to fill it up with expensive it's really expensive and it's going to get more expensive if uh, this administration and the democrat party don't get away from this war on fossil fuels all right what else has it got for you tax benefits for the top one percent uh the bill will possibly lift the salt deduction cap meaning many of the top one percent wealthiest men uh, americans would pay less in taxes but I thought they said that everybody should pay their fair share. Well, not when you want money to run for office on. Tax credit for wealthy donors should give to woke universities. 
The uh, bill creates a new tax credit program that gives tax credits worth 40% of cash contributions that are made to university research programs considered woke. It's page 2094. Uh, increases taxes on Americans at every income level. $2 trillion in tax hikes will fall on those making under $400,000 a year. Contrary to what the White House says, individuals at all income levels will be affected. The Ways and Means uh, Committee has proven that. Lowers wages for working families. The corporate tax rate is going to increase by 5.5%, meaning American companies will face one of the highest tax burdens in the world And according to the Ways and Means Committee's uh, analysis, two-thirds of that tax hike is going to fall on the lower and middle-income tax payer. Penalizes marriage. The bill will permanently double the EITC's marriage penalty on childless worker benefits. Keep that in mind. Page 2036. Imposes crushing taxes on small businesses, it guts the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, small business deductions that reduce pass-through entity taxes to help keep them comparable to taxes imposed on corporations, pages uh, 2, 2235, as well as hammer small businesses that file as individual tax earners with the 39.6% rate page 2221, and Obamacare's 3.8% tax on net investment income. It's going to crush family businesses and farms. The bill would impose a 25% capital gains rate and makes alterations to the death tax, including calling the death tax exemption, cutting it in half, violates Americans' financial privacy, $80 billion slush fund, to hire an additional 87,000 IRS agents to carry out the Biden administration's plan to review every account above a $600 balance or with more than $600 of transactions in a year. Increases out-of-pocket costs for those who rely on prescription drugs. The bill repeals a Trump-era rebate rule which passes through rebates directly to consumers at the point of sale and impoints policies from uh, countries with socialized medicine. The bill includes health care policies imported from systems in Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Japan, and the UK, all countries that have government-run health care systems. That's on page 2349. So keep in mind that's just that's just some of the stuff. If you, I'll pull, I'm going to put this on my Facebook uh, page. Uh, go to Facebook.com/slash Dave Ellswick Show, and it'll be there for you to read it. And you can do uh, all of the uh, study you want. Go to the uh, the bill and read the page and read from where I'm getting all of this, where the Republicans are getting all of this, and understand it's going to cost you. A ton of, of money. It's going to impact your wallet big time and your way of life.
So uh, keep that in mind. Think that if you, and then when you find out about it, do me a favor, share it with people. Share it to the people that are your friends on Facebook and whatever. Share it while you can. Never know. Get to, you know, Facebook may say you're being some kind of terrorist because you're telling them what's in a bill. You never know. It, it just might happen. But it uh, gives you the chance to at least get it out there to your friends and neighbors so they'll know about it as well. Send it to your Democrat friends, too. I got to believe they didn't vote for this kind of stuff. This is crazy stuff. I, I think most Americans are fairly moderate uh, on on spending like this. And they look at this and they go, man, this is going to completely blow my budget. Totally blow my budget. Yeah, it is. And it's going to blow a lot of things up here in, in the country. All right, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Joe and Duck. And uh, we'll talk about cars. we got a bunch of car questions for them. We'll get into those. Uh, I was uh, listening to a news report and, and the other day, and believe it or not, the national news media has finally caught up with us. We have been – how long have we been reporting, Heidi, that uh, catalytic converters are being cut off of cars and trucks and stuff? Months. We've been talking about it for months Yesterday was the first day I heard ABC News talk about it. Americans are losing their catalytic converters. Wake up, man. Get with it. You know what the problem is? They don't have people that work for them that are average Americans. That's the problem. That's what's going on. They don't have a clue. All right, let's take a break. I'll be back with more. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. get back to it six minutes after seven on a thursday you know what that means right you know why Thursday's important it's close to friday when you want to know things about cars i got joe and duck here usually and they'll get you up to date on what's going on with cars and and uh pickup trucks and all the rest of this stuff i'll tell you right now it's getting you hear these supply chain stories 
It's getting harder and harder, even from bumper to bumper, as, as well connected as they are, to get some parts for automobiles and trucks. That's a fact. I mean, there, there are some parts difficult. that just aren't available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, def modules. Oh, yeah. I, I guess we're going to have to have every truck in America sitting on the side of the road before they decide to let them go ahead and make that change to the plenty, computer system. There's plenty in the in the people's parking lots. Just ride around and look. And the problem, another thing, too, Dave, they ain't got no truck drivers. I was telling Joe, there is a fix for these def modules. But right at the moment, EPA won't allow us to do it. Yeah, you were talking about that last week. All they're going to do is go in and turn the gauge on the dash off. It won't read. You'll have to keep up with your def fluid by manual, you know, by, okay, I drove 40 miles. I, I need to put a little bit in it. Uh, but right at the moment, EPA will not allow to do it. And it's a TSB out from Cummins that tells you how to do it. You got to be, you got to have a computer and stuff to do it. And you got to have the, the Cummins program to do it, which I do have, but right now they won't allow me to do it. I got one of my customer's trucks sitting at the shop. Needs a death module in it. They told me approximately 18 weeks. Okay, 18 weeks. How much money is he going to lose in 18 weeks? He loses about $3,000 a day. Just a little bit. Yeah, add that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's somebody just trying to make a living, man. Exactly. And he has a payment to pay on his truck every month. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to. They're not going to cut that off for this. That's not going to happen. EPA going to give out loans? I doubt it. No, they're going to take all our money from us. <laughs> I doubt if that's going to happen. Read that bill right there you've been reading. Yeah. It tells you what they're going to do with isn't our money. That ama- isn't that amazing? People don't know what's in it. And I even get, hey, look, I'm going to put it on my Facebook, all right? My Facebook page. You go to facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, I'm going to send this to Elizabeth after I get off the air. You can see it, and you can go and see the bill. I mean, Democrats have it where you can see this bill, and it even gives you the page number to go to so you can see where all of this is written into the bill. Mine's in, Teresa's in uh, Facebook jail. Oh, what did she say? A slingshot. She wrote something about a slingshot in there, and they put her in jail for seven days. Oh, my God. It don't take much. And now. she's been about to go. She picked her phone up last night, was messing with it. She said, they still won't let me do nothing with it. And I said, you're in Facebook jail. Yeah. You're being punished. Yeah, for saying something about a slingshot. Yeah. Yeah. Something about we used to play with slingshots or something or another, and they click, put her in jail. Well, we did used to play with slingshots. Yep. I still can buy you, them. Sure. Did you have one? Yes. Oh, absolutely. You he know used- what mine was? Mine was... My dad gave me one, and it had a piece of rubber on it, you know, so that you could pull back. I went out, and I got me a high-caliber high, uh, slingshot. I got me some surgical rubber tubing. You remember <laughs> You remember that? Yeah. You put the surgical rubber tubing on, and you could, and could really— stretch way back. Man, you could really sling something. We used to all carry rocks in our pocket. It's crazy. Yeah, they put her in. She was. I don't know. Sometimes I just don't even know what to say. I hear stuff like that. Just crazy. She she was all upset. And they'll and they'll let <clears throat> other people be on there talking about perversion. And I don't care. Go ahead, talk about it. No big deal. All right. So anyway, enough of that. Let's talk about cars. What do you say? Yeah, let's ahead. go for it. Do that. Okay. Twenty fifteen Ford Escape uh, SE, a four cylinder, two liter engine. 
looking to upgrade to LED headlights, but DRM is mandatory. I'm looking to upgrade the headlights on my 2015 Ford Escape to LEDs as I do a lot of highway driving. However, where I live, DRLs are mandatory. What is a DRL, guys? Daytime running light. Okay. Does anyone know which bulb is the one connected to the uh, DRM system and if LEDs will cause flickering or otherwise interfere? Yes, it's not going to work for you. It won't work. Okay. Now, what does that mean? If your lights stay on, you know, like my lights stay on, I I keep my lights and set it up automatically. The the whole light comes on uh, at nighttime, but during the daytime, they're on, but they're not bright. Yeah. It's just a daylight driving time. So people can see me. Yeah. All right. I give give everybody all the chances in the world not to hit me. Yeah. Well, see, that 2015 Escape's got a uh, lighting control module on it. Yeah. And it knows when there's a bulb out, and it'll tell you that. It'll put up a warning. And and when you change the resistance, like go to LED light and the resistance is lower, it's not going to recognize that. And, and a lot of these conversion kits, they've got resistors and stuff in them, but most of them that I've seen are not that great, are they, Doug? No. If you're going to do anything, put something like you put on yours, Dave. Oh, like the bar? Yeah. I mean, you can put that on there and tie it in with a switch and, you know, flip it on. And um, you, and it'd be a whole lot cheaper to do it that way than it would be trying to change all this out. Yeah, and I don't have anybody flashed brights at me. No, you can just because turn it that, down to the ground. Well, that's it. Whoever installed yeah. there at at your uh, facility has it pointing a little bit more towards the ground so it's not coming up. And that way I can see the lines better and I can see the side lines better, which is what I really want to see. And I don't have any problem at all driving, especially in the rain on the roads when there are no lines. Yeah, when they're, when they're done faded out. Yeah. I mean, that's a bad deal going but on right now. What he's wanting to do will not work. Okay, so keep that in mind. All right. I don't – I'm totally at a loss here. I'm ignorant on this, okay? I'm not up to date on There's it. There's been a bump, bunch of people who tried it and had to turn around and go back to the other style. Okay. Will has a 2006 Ford. It's an F-250 Super Duty Lariat. It's an eight-cylinder engine, six-liter. Uh, my truck has hydro boost. I replaced power steering pump six months ago now at idle, no power steering or brakes. But when I give it a little gas, both work fine. There's no leaks, and the fluid level is good. Question mark. Pump. Yep. Pump's gone out or well, going out. Yeah. You know, he said he replaced it. Probably put a reman pump on it. and It's already going out. Well, it's, it's well, most likely it's, it's, it's defective. And the telltale sign is I can give it a little gas, and it goes to working. So that yeah. tells you that the pressure's down. That thing should pump, was it, about 1,600 pounds, Joe? Yeah, quite a bit. And it's probably only pumping seven, eight hundred pounds at idle, and you know that's where he's going to, have to put a pump on it. So yeah. our suggestion is go to a bumper to bumper certified service center and put on a good pump, and yes. don't buy the cheapest that you can find. It's like wheel, correct. It's like wheel mm-hmm. bearings. You can buy a cheap wheel bearing; it'll last about eight or nine months to a year, or you can buy a good one; it'll last for a long time. 
because they are different, ain't they, Joe? Oh, they are. You know, on, on a lot of the Fords and GMs, we had so much trouble with the power steering pumps that I don't even try. I just go back to the manufacturer and buy one. Yep. It, you know, the the aftermarket, some of them, the manufacturers for those are, are, are not doing that great. So, I got a Dodge uh, 5500 come in and uh, and it had good pressure. We put a gauge on it, had good pressure. And the hydro boost would come apart inside. Mm-hmm. When you'd go to turn the steering wheel, the hydro boost line would would bow up four inches, yeah. and we put a hydro boost on it and cured all the problem. Did it make a funny noise when oh, it did that? Made a real, it made a real growling noise. Sounded like something was coming out from underneath the hood to bite you. Really? Yeah. Okay. And we raised the hood, and Tim turned the turned the wheel, and the the pressure line coming from the pump up to the hydro boost, it would raise up four or five inches. And you couldn't even wiggle it. It'd be so hard. It's not good. Put a hydro boost on it and cured all this problem. All right. Keep that in mind. You go to a bumper-to-bumper certified service center, they'll figure that stuff out for you. Well, Abby, well, go ahead. I was just commenting. I said, say, that's our job. That's what we're supposed to do, is figure it out for you. Yeah. But if you're working on it yourself, I don't know what to tell you other than good luck. Yeah, because yes. you, can't, you can't fix what you don't see. That's a fact. <laughs> I waited. I had, we put a new Chevrolet transmission in a Chevrolet pickup. It's a 17, I think it was, four-wheel drive. I waited three days to get it programmed. Because they Chevrolet, you know that Chevrolet won't let you use it. No, can't program a transmission no more. You can't. Chevrolet won't allow us to no more. But I got another company that I do it for. But I had to, they were so far behind because... They're shorthanded now. And I actually, he called me at 3.30 in the afternoon, and he said, how long are you going to be there? And I said, until you program this transmission. He said, well, it may be 7 o'clock before I get to you. No problem. He called me at at uh, 6.05, and he said, all right, turn the machine on, turn the, turn the truck on, I mean, t- you know, turn the key on. Yeah. Did all that. He said, all right, I'll call you back in about 30 minutes. About 30 minutes, he called me, so I need you to turn the key off and on. Did that? And he said, I'll call you back. About ten minutes, he called me back. And he said, "All right, crank it. Make sure it ain't got no check engine light on. Everything worked fine." And I went home about seven thirty. It's amazing. There, and he said, "Normally, we got twenty people doing this. We're down to five. So they're a little bit behind. Yeah, like they are with the supply chain. Yeah, and you know, problem is, he said, we can't get nobody to work. And I watched. I sat there and watched him do it. And you know I mean." He basically unloads everything out and loads everything back in it. And, but it about halfway through, you know what it did, Joe? Internet dropped out. There you go. Mm. So he had to turn around and pull it all back out and put it all back in, and it worked that time. All right. We got to get a break in. Let's do that 18 minutes after 7. Joe and Duck are here to help you with the cars. You got a question? 823-0965. 823-0965. Maybe it's about you know headlights uh, maybe it's about what this last guy was having problems with with his power steering whatever your problem they'll tackle it right here on the dave ellswick show all right let's talk a little bit about bumper to bumper let's talk about how they're dealing with these these shortages are there things that you guys get a hold of them about and they just tell you guys they're not out there anymore filters oil filters Yes, fuel filters, oil filters. Really? Yes. 
we just have to hunt them down sometimes and uh it's not it's not it's not bumper to bumper's fault it's just no. the way the world is right just now the, the people who yeah. are making them or the people who are making them it's overseas they're not being able to get them over here the, the, Wick, the wicks guy told me is that can't get the paper to make some of the filters the media that goes inside them well and it comes from overseas you know do you think we will learn from this guy no <laughs> he already knows the question i'm gonna no. ask i'm gonna ask are we going to try to cut our dependence down from china no you think it's going to get worse before it gets better no china's going to take over and we're going to be speaking chinese and doing trading our money with yens it's just my belief and that's that's strictly my belief there was a guy i read it uh, tuesday i read the story about the guy that was talking about china had already won yeah ain't far to shot that was it don't have to no don't have to. We're at their beck and call now. Yeah, they're they're choking us out a little at a time. Something to think about. I know. Don't don't hey don't don't blame the messenger. All right, I'm not the one who set all this crap up. I'm just telling you, there's some problems out there, and and people as long as people will will buy something made in in China because they can get it for fifty cents less, we'll have this problem. 20 minutes after 7 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so Barry's got a 2002 Chevy Suburban 1500 LT, 8-cylinder, 5.3 liter. That's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. When you go to start it, it will start to turn over, and then all it does is click, click, click. I've had no problem starting it up until now. What could be that problem? (laughs) <laughs> well, the click is the starter, and it's, it's going to have bad starter on it, most yeah. likely. Probably a bad battery that burnt start-up, low voltage. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people don't know that, but if you have a, a marginally weak battery and the voltage is low on it, when the starter engages, it creates high amperage, and that can damage the starter. So a lot of times we'll get them in there, and the starter will be bad, and we'll test the battery, and the battery is the root, I mean, is the cause, and the starter being bad is the effects of it, right? Yeah, yep. And don't think you're going to buy your battery for 50 bucks. No. No. Not, not, not <laughs> a good one anyway. Those days are gone. They're just gone. Who was I? Was it you I was talking to, Doc? That used to be, you know, you pick up a battery, weighed 80 pounds. Now you pick them up, they weigh 20. Yeah. You know? And so if there's less of what you're buying, know that it's going to not last as long as it used to. Well, for instance, Dave, back in... Uh, late 80s, early 90s, Chevrolet decided on their 5.7s to cut about 12 pounds out of the heads. And people was griping because they was cracking every time you get a little bit warm, they'd crack. Because they, they cut 12 pounds out of each head of steel, and that makes everything thinner, so it's going to crack easier. You know? That makes sense. I mean, it does take a rocket scientist to figure that out. It's like if you go from... You know, pig steel to aluminum, yep. it's going to warp easier. That's a fact. It will. That- you know, heat, heat's what causes head gasket failures and cracking heads. And, you know, you got cause and effect there again, don't you, Doc? Exactly. You know, we have to fix them backwards a lot of times. Yep. You go in there and fix the problem, then you figure out what the real problem was. What caused it, you know. What caused it to overheat. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you got to figure a- what it destroyed first. I got... Uh, I got a 1.6 turbo fusion 
It's got water and oil. Guy brought it in, wanted me to check it. So I checked it. Uh, Tim pulled the pan off and pressured it up. It's got a pinhole in one of the liners. Wow. So we'll go online and look at four TSBs, and the first thing it says about them is replace the block. So they know they've got problems. Sand hole in the casting. Yes. Yep. 1.2, If you come up, and most of them have got about 90,000 miles when they do this. And I've Blake was reading on the form and stuff, and but the first thing it tells you, pull a pan, pressure it. The guy thought it had blowed head gasket, and I said, man, I don't think so. Yeah. And Tim pulled a pan, pressured it up, and you can see the pinhole, number three cylinder, spurts out this like a garden hose coming home. Mm-hmm. Now think about that first time, you know, just so small you can't even see it until you put it under pressure. Yeah. That tells you how much pressure that's under that will force water through something that small. And dump a lot of water where you don't want water to be. This no. guy's words was to me, he said, put the pan back on it, fill it back with oil, put my new oil filter on it. It's gone to the trade market. So somebody's going to buy it and yeah. drive it off, yeah. and they're going to have the same problem again. Now, when you, go to, when you go to the market and sell cars like that, do they not do any kind of checking on them at all to make sure somebody's he's, not he's selling He's going to trade it. Oh, okay. You know, they just going to As out. is, yeah. Huh? They're going to walk out and look. And, and, and it looked pretty there, good, right? Look at it and he won't hardly even check it. No. Yeah. It looks like yeah, it looks like a pretty good-looking car right there. And it is a good-looking car, but, you know. And that's the way people buy cars. They look at them. If they look good, yep, they must be good. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily That's so. why a good, clean, shiny car will sell for one that's sitting over a dirty. And one over a dirty can have a brand-new motor and transmission in it. Yeah, I can understand that. But I I just think everybody needs to understand that when you're talking almost a microscopic hole that you can't see, and you you can just, this is about the size end of an ink pen. Yeah. It's it's about what size that pinhole is. And you can't make it out until you put it under pressure. And when you put it under that much, how many pounds of pressure are we talking well, about? Well, we had 30 pounds on it. Most radiators run about 10 pounds. Okay. still That's still a lot. Yeah. And uh, you start seeing water come out that, well, where is it coming from? It's a little tiny hole. Back in the 80s, Joe, do you remember which one of them that had pinholes that would come in the block? I can't remember if it was Ford or GM, but one of them had the same problem with sand hose. Where they casted it, it, I guess the sand didn't do something right or something. But they had, but then them was was you know they'd have two or three thousand miles when them would come out. Well, get, but I can't get, remember which one it was. Didn't didn't do the sand right in in the casting, and yeah, you know that causes problems. I think it was the GMs and the five threes, and they would leak. You know, it's aluminum block. A yeah. lot of those aluminum block with sleeves in them, and they leak around the sleeves. And actually, there was a bulletin out on that, and they had some block sealer you put in there. Yeah. Even when you put the reman engine in. Yes. All right. Let's take a break. Bill O'Reilly wants to talk to us, and then we'll return. All right. You're tooling down the highway. No, not a care in the world. The sun's shining. The birds are singing. And your car stops. And you're suddenly sitting on the side of the road. What do you do? Well, you're going to need a tow truck, probably. Uh, State police might pull up and say, hey, we'll help you out. Uh, let me call dispatch, and I'll tell them to dispatch a, a tow truck. Now, I'm going to tell you, don't do that. And you, you're going to say, well, Dave, why not? 
And I'll tell you why, because you don't know what toll truck you're going to get. You know, they're just all on a list, and they just follow the list one after the other. How about calling the tow company that you know understands your problem and will show up and take care of you and take you where you want to go? How about East End Towing? Because no matter the situation, they got the uh, answers to it and they can handle it. All you got to do is call them at 501-888-8849. By the way, I'm mentioning dialing 501 because you're going to have to do that before the end of the month now when you call a local number. You're going to have to use the 501 area code on your cell phone. That's that's going to be part of the deal. 501-888-8849. I'll do a show next week about why. Okay, it has to do with a suicide hotline or something from what I understand. 501-888-8849. Put that in your phone and uh, you'll get a hold of East End Towing. All right, let's continue on. Yeah, I read that and I was like, why do you, you know, aren't there enough numbers that you, you can't work around? Evidently not. It's kind of different. All right, let's talk about a Cadillac, a 2004 Cadillac DeVille uh, DHS eight cylinder 4.6 liter uh, motor. Used to be the Cadillac DeVille was like the Cadillac you wanted to have. Yeah, it took two city blocks to turn it around. Yeah, I know. It's huge, man. Whenever I press the middle of the steering wheel to try to honk my horn, it does not work. However, I had to remove the relay because when the re- with the relay in, it goes off continuously. I'm guessing it's a problem inside the steering wheel itself, but I don't know how to safely remove the rubber cover on the steering wheel or if the airbag was going to go off if I do. Mm-hmm. Well, he don't need to mess with that, that's for <laughs> sure. Exactly. That rubber cover is part of the airbag. That's it. There's tricks to get that off, and you take the whole airbag off altogether, yeah. and you unplug it. Yeah, you don't want that to blow up in your face. Yeah, and there's tricks when you put it back together and you turn the key on that you had to do. You had to lay down the floorboard and turn the key on, don't it? Just in case it does blow out, it don't hurt you. Yeah, stay out of the way. Yeah. Get out he, of harm's he, way. He, he doesn't need to do this. All he's going to no. he's going to do is mess up something else. And you know, most likely the airbag module's bad. The what they call the pad on it. That's that's the yep. when you push that down, it grounds it. That's the ground for it. It turns the horn on. Either that or there's something wrong in the clock spring, which is underneath the steering wheel. So one of the and other. it could be one of the, either or, or yeah. and you know either one of them. It's all got to be tore apart to repair. So. Okay, that's why they exist. Bumper to bumper certified service centers that'll do the job for you. Yeah, he. I mean, if he gets the airbag module off and it ain't that, and he doesn't pull the steering wheel, it takes the steering wheel puller to pull that. It's pressed on. So, yep, got to have the deal to push the lock down so you can unlock it. And, and he just asking for trouble, and he's gonna he's gonna make him more of a mess out of it than he's already got. So. All right, it's gonna cost him more to get it repaired in than it does now, and it's gonna cost enough as it is. Yes, because it is a Cadillac. Yes, <laughs> just just say. Bill has got a two thousand and five Hyundai Sonata. The six-cylinder, 2.7. What are the top reasons for my crankshaft to be spinning while the timing belt doesn't move at all? Hmm. I 
parked my car came and came back up about an hour later and it would not start and when you turn the key it sounds like the crankshaft is spinning while the timing belt is not spinning unless the sounds are similar enough that i could be mistaken between the starter spinning but not kicking in and the crankshaft spinning and the timing belt is intact and it seems to be snug and it sounds like to me now, when you turn the key, the crankshaft is turning over, but it's not starting and sounds like it isn't getting compression vacuum or possibly spark. What I wanted to know is if the starter spinning but not kicking in and a crankshaft spinning makes similar sounds and what would cause the crankshaft to be turning when you try to start it while the timing belt doesn't move. That's a convoluted question. Well, it's it's a pretty simple one. Okay. Pretty simple answer. Yeah. Most likely the it's got a belt issue. It's, it's a strip the teeth off the belt. All so right. Always do it on a, on a on a startup most of the time. Yep. Okay, so you can hear that belt. Well, this is you can raise the hood and have somebody crank it and look down there if the if the if the if the ex, accessory belt's turning and the crankshaft turning. Yeah, it's the fan belt's turning. Yeah, it, and it's not hard to to do that it just takes two people <laughs> right you can't see it from inside if you're in there so you gotta have, to have you somebody gotta, yeah. somebody's gotta have their head under the hood and yeah. it spins over real fast and bend valves okay so, so it ain't gonna do nothing until you get it fixed right no it's not it if it's jump time it ain't gonna run again until it's fixed that's a fact yeah all right putting a belt on it probably ain't gonna cure his problem no Spe- right. speaking of that joe i got a toyota guy side he was gonna put his own Timing belt on it. Yeah. He got the right cam three notches out of time. Mm. And it's a V8. And guess what? Number six and number eight has no compression now. Yeah. That will do it. I'm yeah. telling you, nobody needs to, uh, the do-it-yourselfers out there. Or like Kenneth says, destroy-it-yourselfers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't need to do any timing belts or timing change or anything like that on these late model vehicles. Because most of the time it requires some holding tools to hold things in place so you can actually set the time properly yeah this and he said well the belt was marked where I, you know i put the belt on you know i had that white mark. Mm-hmm. i said yeah but did you have it all up in the right and tim pulled the front out up yesterday in the right cam standing in front of which would be the driver's side is three three teeth at a time he'd have probably got by with one tooth at a time but mm-hmm. three it meant some valves in it Oh no! So oh yeah, now he the, really caused the problem. Now the left head's got to come off of it. Not good. No, it's it's you know, it's, like I said, do it yourselfers. They don't need to be doing any of that kind of work. That's for sure. What is it that Clint Eastwood said? A man needs to know what his limitations are. That's a fact. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, this thing has has six. The kit has six pins in it, and you hold everything in to, in place. And put and the, and the marks are on the belt for a reason, but if you don't got the cams in the right spot, guess what? Don't matter. It's a reference guide. Yeah, that's all that is. It don't even have no marks on the cam gears. Now to set timing on an engine, you don't have a timing light anymore, do you? No. The computer does it all. Yeah, I remember that was so cool. You get the kind of timing light and mm-hmm. sit there. See, I like to do that kind of stuff, but they took all the fun stuff away from us. Yeah, they ain't got he no was, distributors no more such yeah, time with. Yeah, because yeah, you, you had to turn. You get down there and, and get the lines all lined up, and 
then you get and you put your loosen up the distributor cap and start it and get that strobe light going and kind of and get advance. the far and get the far knocked out of you. yeah advance it back and forth I, that was kind of cool to do that it was fun it's not it, it, it in its day that was great but a fuel injected engine today is, has to be more precise well yes. i can understand that it, and and you have to understand that um, late model engine today has got a cam phasers on them where they va- they advance the valve timing, retard the valve timing. That's why a four cylinder run like an old V eight used to. Yep. So there's a lot of different world today. Got it figured and, out. Don't and clean oil is a main thing on these new vehicles. I keep my oil clean. Mm-hmm. I keep my oil. I clean. I got one in the other day. They had they're going to put cam phasers on it, and he pulled a valve cover. You couldn't even see the rock arms. Yeah, yeah, that's we put a motor in it. You know, mm-hmm. told the guy I'm put cam phasers in it, but you're throwing good money away. Yep. You know what? We're going to put a motor in now. Here's our second suggestion: change the oil the way it's supposed to be changed, or yes. you'll be back doing the exact same thing again. Yeah, it's repetitive. You know, you can't you can't not maintenance an engine today. The, these these cam phasers have solenoids that actuate them. They use engine oil pressure to work. Yes. So solenoid open, that oil pressure will go up there and hit that phaser and advance that valve timing. Right. Well, those little uh, phasers and those solenoids have real fine screens in them. And when the oil gets dirty and, and the volatility is bad on it and it doesn't flow like it's supposed to, those solenoids will hang up. They won't release. They'll stay open. They'll stay closed. They won't open like they're supposed to, and and it's a common problem. If we have one come in, it's got a, uh, it's got a. Uh, the code for it is the. The differential between the cam and the crank. If it comes in with a with a over retarded or under retarded, or advanced and stuck, we always look at the oil right away, yep. don't we? Yep. It's dirty. That's the first thing we do. We change the oil filter, clear it, and go drive it and watch it work. Yeah, take a computer and put somebody in the passenger seat and watch it go down the road. Can you put anything in the oil that can clean up the residue? I don't. I don't like to do anything like that. If if it's if it's sludged up, it's sludged up. Too late, fix it. Yeah, you know. And all you're going to do is break it loose and then stop up strain on the oil, oil pump. pump on something else. Yeah, yeah, and then you, then you're really going to mess up. Yep. All but right. Th- th- this one was so bad you couldn't even see the rock arms. So listen closely. It was again. on a Ford. Change your oil religiously. Well, well, most of these new vehicles has got a deal on the dash. You know, yeah, it tells you when you need an oil change, and it takes in consideration you're running down the interstate, you're sitting in traffic, or you're running in town. It takes all that consideration and tells you when to change oil. When it gets down, so my, change it. My truck when it gets down <laughs> to fifteen percent, it comes turns light on on the dash. Until you, you know, change your oil. I think mine gets thirty uh, percent, and then it pops it up. It'll say I do it sooner than that. Change engine oil soon. Yeah, yeah. I change. I I change. Joe will tell you because I do it at his place. I, I very seldom do I have wait until the light pops on. Yeah, I can. I call him. Need an oil change. So when that's the you know, I, most of us boomers, our fathers beat that into our heads anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it was every 3,000 miles. That's well, like the truck I got, it holds eight quarts. At about $8 a quart. <laughs> well, you get more than, you know, 3,000 miles now. Yeah. Mine usually gets a, 
about 5,200 miles for Yeah, I mean, you really do. I mean, cars today are really more efficient than they used to be. There's no doubt about that. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, it is, and the oils are better and everything. I mean, there's just a lot of good things. Uh, you know, they've done a lot of good things with cars. Is yeah. it more expensive to fix them? Yes. In price of oil, just so everybody knows, in the last four months, I've had four increases on my truck oil. Yep. Gas went up, and so did the oil. That well, they're both made out of the same thing. That's right. Unless it's zero twenty and it's all synthetic and it's man-made. Yeah, but they need petroleum to make it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. It's the base, just the way it is. The base is still petroleum, coming out of the ground. Yeah. All right. When we come back, let's talk about a 2003 Nissan Pathfinder. Jules having a problem with that. We'll find out what it is. It's about 12 minutes till 8. Don't forget about Pat Davis. You've been hearing some of his new ads on my show. They're very good ads, by the way, I have to tell you. I like them a lot. And what he tells you that he's going to save you money. You know, he'll save you 30 50% on your health insurance. You can get your uh, get whomever you want to get. You know, go out there and find any provider you're looking for. It's actual insurance. It's uh, great for people that are self-employed. And, uh, you know, a lot of times... <laughs> They pay you to go to the doctor, and there's no co-pays when you go to the doctor. It's a good deal. How do they do that? We'll talk to Pat about it. 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. Yourhealthplanman.com. All right, so Jewel has this uh, 2003 Nissan Pathfinder. She said the uh, service engine light was on. So I went to a, a local parts company, wasn't bumper to bumper, and used their OBD2 reader, which indicated that the likely problem was. Everybody want to <laughs> anybody want to guess here on this show? No, O2 sensor. An O2 sensor. It's what it was. I had the downstream sensor replaced, after which they uh, cleared the air. I drove just a short while, and the service engine light soon came on again. Obviously, the downstream sensor was not the problem, so I decided to try replacing the gas cap because that's cheap. After I tried to clear the error from the computer by disconnecting the battery for a minute, however, it didn't work because as soon as I turned the ignition key, the service engine's soon light came back on. I don't know if the gas cap solved the problem or not. How do I clear the error so I can see if the new gas cap solved the problem. And if it didn't, should I change the other bank to oxygen sensor? <laughs> well, the code would determine which one it was. Bank one, sensor one, bank one, sensor two. There's four of them on there. Bank two, one, bank two, two. So I, I, I can't answer that question other than we talk about this all the time, Dave. 90% O2 codes, the O2 sensor ain't bad. That's right. It's, it's got something before. It. Yeah. If you get one that says the heater's bad, okay, it's bad. But if it says it ain't switching, there's a fuel management issue. Yeah. yeah it's something up in up ahead of them that's causing all the problem. You can have one that stays lean, fixed lean too long. It's probably got a vacuum leak or intake gasket or something like that or a mass airflow uh, if it's if it stays rich too long, it's probably a, a fuel problem as far as, you know, maybe a dirty mass airflow. You won't get a mass airflow code most of the time if it's no. got a reading. But 
You know, if you just go in there and start hanging parts on it, and, and you know, what O2 code was it? We don't have that information, right. so kind of hard to speculate but but, but there's and a, then what did they do as she said after they told her it was the o2 sensor mm-hmm. then they cleaned they cleaned out all the stuff that would help you guys figure out what was going on well they can't clear it right now so you know yeah only thing you can do on that one is just uh, need to bring it in and let somebody check it that knows what they're doing and quit hanging parts on it yeah and how many o2 sensors is so joe there ain't nothing wrong with them Probably, I'm going to say 75% of them didn't have yeah. a problem. 75, 80%. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you pull it up and it comes up and said the heater's you know not working, okay, it needs one. As long as you got voltage down yeah. there. As long as you got the 12 volts down there and the heating it and everything. Yep. But I don't know how many. They'll bring them by me with them in their hand. I tell them, take it back and get your money back and come back and I'll, I'll take care of it. Well, we talked about this before. You go to a part store and you get a code reading and they tell you that's the code and you buy that part and you put it on and then you can't take it back because it's an electrical part and you put it on you plugged it up they're not going to take it back but you know i I don't understand the the thinking behind that why you would just automatically take their word for it they sell parts yeah they did their job didn't they sold you a part yep he made his commission selling that part he looked up and he looked it up and said, here's what you need. Put it on the counter in front of you. You bought it. You left. He, he did his job. He don't even say, this is what you need. This is what your code says. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you need oxygen sensor. Okay, let me have one. Because 90% of the people don't understand how they operate. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they switch back and forth, and that's what, that's what makes you get the fuel models that you're getting. By the way, I got really good fuel mileage going to Florida and back. Once I was on the highway, you know, just driving, mm-hmm. that was great. You did drive the speed limit, didn't you? Even close. I drove my speed limit. Yeah, I drove close, yeah. You know, like, you guys got your truth, I got my speed limit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so anyway, anyway, uh, I, I averaged 21 miles to a gallon. Good. Uh, in in the twenty ten, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's really good. Down around town here, as soon as I got back, seventeen point eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my truck it does doesn't about vary. Sixteen and a half to seventeen. And I'm happy with that. I mean, never got that when I was younger, that's for sure. No, no. Five yeah. miles per gallon. <laughs> well, back in them days yeah. the carburetor just it poured fuel through it and it burnt what it wanted and the rest of it when I tailpipe. Yep. Or went in the oil. Yep. So, you know. That's why I'm back in them days, if you got 80,000 miles out of a motor, you've done good. Well, I just got to tell you, I, I think if you you should get at least 200,000 miles out of a motor today. Oh, Close to three if you take care of it. I, yeah. got, I got some people got three and four. That old, that old red Chevrolet truck, my parts running truck, it had 600 and something thousand miles before I put a motor in it. Doing its thing, huh? Dave, we appreciate you. We're out of yeah. time. We appreciate bumper to bumper. I'm yep. looking over and... Heidi started the music. That tells yep. me to shut up. Yeah, we're getting, getting close. <laughs> All right, tomorrow, Robert Steinbach and Chris will be with me. We've got some different things to deal legally uh, to talk about. I want to talk about, you know, uh, Garrett Merritt or whatever, Merritt Garrett or whatever the guy's name is, that's the AG, wanted to use the Patriot Act to say that parents are domestic terrorists. We're going to talk about that for sure. And then uh, in the last hour, a couple of buddies of mine are going to stop by. They haven't been on the show in a long time. 
Dr. Tim Lim will join us, and Mark uh, Pellegrini is going to be here. And we'll talk comics, and we'll talk science fiction and all kinds of good stuff here on the Dave Ellswick Show. That's always a good show. Until then, you have a great day. Guys, thanks for coming in. Don't forget Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Centers. They'll take good care of you, and they will use bumper to bumper parts. And uh, those are the best uh, parts that you can put in your car. Have a good day now. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.